Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are there mixed emotions for Montreal Canadiens fans? The upcoming season, will it be hard to predict? If so, why? And he gives another shot to Bergevin and Timmons. Why does he keep on doing this? I'm going to ask him. It's a sick podcast. I'm Marinaro. Brendan Kelly from the Montreal Gazette. What the puck? He's coming up next. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Marinaro. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero. The Sick Podcast, brought to you by 8.6 Beer, Intense by Nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And Lacage, if the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. You're probably going to be going to one of the next two or three Laval Rocket games at Place Bell in Laval, and check out, go to Lacage before the game. Joining me today to talk about an article that he published in the Montreal Gazette newspaper, he's what the puck, Brendan Kelly, what's going on? Uh, everything's going on, Tony. What's going on with you? Hey, look at this. We even got your Twitter handle up, Brendan Showbiz. Look at that. Wow, Are we advanced or what? Huh? Drive some, drive some traffic there, baby. Come on, yeah. I, I need What's, to. I, I, you know, I'm not the celebrity like you. I need a little help. A celebrity. I mean, when was the last time I was in the news besides the last ten days? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's all anyone's talking about. What's going on with Marinero? Oh, there's nothing going on. Marinero's never been better. All right, okay. Excellent. Uh, you caught my attention, of course, uh, with uh, your piece in the Montreal Gazette. Why don't we actually bring it up here on the screen if you can, because some uh, are going to be watching us, of course, and you can watch us on uh, on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. There you have your tweet from uh, from uh, Tuesday. Habs fans have mixed emotions these days. We all like the new managers better than the old managers. The bar was pretty low, but many of us think it's going to be a tough slog and fear fans will lose their patience 
What the puck? Okay, so, you know, mixed emotions. What are we talking about here? We're talking about the Rolling Stones or what? Remember that? Well, That's part of my playlist, that song right? was, It was one of the last good Rolling Stones songs, actually, I think from the 80s, from the Steel Wheels album, Mixed Emotions. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That's what the fans... Do you, you remember that song? Right? You know the lyrics? Because it's in my playlist, and when I go in my truck every day and I go on these long drives... I yeah. listen to my playlist, and I listen to this song all the time. Do you know the words? No. Button your lip, baby. Button your coat. Let's go out dancing. Go for the throat. Let's bury the hatchet and wipe out the past and make love together. Stay on the path. You're not the only one. With mixed emotions. emotions. You're not the only ship adrift on this ocean. That's all I know, by the way. No, no, that's pretty good. You know what? I remember that song. It was the late 80s. It was just the Steel Wheels Tour was the time they played the Olympic Stadium. Remember that? All right. All right. 1989. So so listen, you have a habit of complaining. Here we are. It's Me? like the first week of June or the first 10 days of June or whatever it is. I'm not even keeping track. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'll, I'm off for this summer, so the date doesn't really matter. But um, uh, what are you complaining about now? What? Oh, what? Life is going to hell in a handbasket, Tony. I'm not complaining. What are you talking about? I'm saying Habs fans are feeling mixed emotions. No, but seriously, you know, some guy tweeted, he might have been Tony Marinaro, who said, if the future of the haves is the New York Rangers. I'm fine with this future. And it's like, you know what? We, we're not the New York Rangers. The New I, York said Rangers- I said if. I tweeted right. if. I forget that. You know, if, I mean, if, it's if, like- if, if this Rangers team is what the Canadians will look like in three or four years from now, I'm okay with that. And I know some people are going to say, well, you know, you're not going to be able to sign a Panarin and you're not going to be able to sign a Fox. And clearly... Jeff Gordon had that luxury, but if they keep on treating people the way they're treating them, it seems like they're treating them pretty well. And the lines of communication are open. It leads you to believe that the Montreal Canadians will sign maybe more free agents going forward than they have in the last five, 10, 15, 20 years. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, we've had a historic problem of, of signing free agents. My point with that only was that, are we getting a player like are we going to sign a free agent of the caliber of Panarin? Are we? We don't no, know. Of we're not. We don't no, know. We're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. We you you, you think we are? Yeah, hold you, on. You actually no, but hang on a sec, Tony. Do you think yeah. right now, right here, like early June, that we're going to sign this summer a free agent of the caliber of Panarin? Do you think that? Hold on a second. No, do you? I'm going to answer that. You're like a politician. I'm I'm going to answer that. Okay? We don't know what people are thinking. I do. No, we don't know what people are thinking. Oh, really? So if someone two weeks ago would have predicted my future, would you have known that? Would you have said yes? I knew, but I mean, not many knew. I mean, No, no, you you, you didn't know. But anyway, hold on a second. We don't know. Johnny Goodrow probably wants to play for the Montreal Canadiens. Now, Doubt it. Do I think they're going to sign Johnny Hockey? Not really, but 
I don't know how much Johnny Hockey loves Marty St. Louis. I don't know how much he loves the city of Montreal. I don't know how much he loves the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know if he's out of love in Calgary or where he is. I don't know if he wants a change in his life. So how do we know who's going to sign and who's not going to sign? If they sign a Johnny Hockey... This is what we do for a living is we speculate about stuff. And I can tell you right now, and what I was going to get to is I'll bet you $100 they won't sign an agent of the, a free agent of the caliber of, uh, of Panarin. I mean, they're not going to. So they're not going to get him. They're not going to get a goalie like the goalie that the Rangers have. They're not going to get, you know, yeah. suddenly Jonathan Drouin is going to start scoring 52 goals the way Chris Kreider. I mean, like... New York, it was a perfect storm, right? They got all of these things together. So my point in the column really was just that I'm not downbeat. I'm told, you know, because everything I've written since Gorton and Hughes have come on is super positive, right? I like these guys. They're moving the right. Look, the first time. I could have come on with Stu Cowan. You just didn't like Mark Bergevin. That's it. Well, did you like him? You think he did a good job? Well, he had his it's good moves and he had his bad me. moves, but I, I liked him personally. Yeah, I think he liked me too. He did like you. No, I mean, yeah. he was. Who did those he talk the good to? Old, the, you know, those who were did the, he talk to on that radio station that must not be named. I mean, right? He would well, talk. To you know, I, I haven't got an interview since I actually interviewed Mark Bergevin. So I don't think I've interviewed anyone with the Montreal Canadiens since, which. Right. It would be but nice. I mean, the, the, the point is, it, like, you know, people I are will like, one day. Hey, you hate Mark Bergevin. Like, look at this team. The guy, like, it's, it's, it's a total and utter disaster, obviously. And now all of the other sports journalists agree. But I was the only one howling alone in the wilderness for nine yeah. years saying it was a disaster. I'll tell but you what his strength was. Positive about, about Gorton and Hughes. All I'm saying in the column today is. Yeah. It might not work. It might not work. It's going to be very, very hard. And one of the biggest problems is Carey Price and those terrible contracts that who yeah. signed Mark Bergman, right? So it's not, it's not, you know, it's not like it's not obvious that you have great hockey minds running the show. And I and and these guys do have great hockey minds. Yeah. Will it work? We don't know, right? We don't. All right. Know. So Carey Price's contract was a terrible contract, and I think it's. Definitely safe to say that now. For those who didn't think it before, I think everyone is willing to admit that now. Um, Mark Bergevin had his strengths. He had his weaknesses. He did his good things. He did his bad things. Here's the deal. His strength was putting together a team that was built for the playoffs in one season, and they got to the final. I his we've weakness, had this discussion before. I'll have to. His weakness to was that it was it was a one hit wonder and it wasn't sustainable and it all fell apart thereafter. It That's was not a one hit wonder because it didn't work. So I mean, it was just look the way that I look at at the 2021 playoffs is they caught lightning in a bottle and it happened yeah. and it was incredibly exciting and we all had a lot of fun, but they were never going to win the Stanley Cup. It was not even a possibility and he didn't really play. you know what mark bergevin actually did is every single year he tried to win the stanley cup well that's kind of dumb you know because no general manager does that he he made for the most part obviously the drawing sergachev deal didn't work out some worked out better than others for the most part he won a lot of his trades 
cares? And, Who and cares? he brought Who good cares, players Tony? into a fold. Hold on a second. Let me finish. He, he made a lot of good trades from an individual standpoint. A lot of moves were good. Unfortunately, from a team standpoint and the ability to put together a team, once again, it was only really viable for one or two years and it wasn't sustainable thereafter. So anyway, on that note, on that note, uh, let's move on here. Sure. You talked about Carey Price and the yeah. upcoming season will be very, very hard to predict. Those are words coming in. Uh, basically, Kent Hughes was asked about, you know, what the upcoming season will look like, and he can't really answer it until there's clarity on the Carey Price situation. Arpin Basu, of the, yeah, Arpin Basu of the Athletic says that uh, based on his, his information that Carey Price would need re reconstructive knee surgery, and if he gets it, he probably won't play again. So obviously he's trying to go another route. Um, we talked yeah. about uh, platelet-rich plasma, I believe, which are injections right. with your own blood and your own cartilage or whatever it is. And um, so that's the reason why it's hard to predict, right? We don't have clarity on the carry price situation just yet. Well, and 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 the, and what I love about the, you know one of the things that's great about the new management is Kent Hughes says that, right? Like he clearly says, yeah. what we really need is clarity. And this would like, and it's not just Bergevin. It's Bob Gainey, it's Pierre Gauthier, it's Andre Savard. They would have never been as open as he is, so that's fantastic. And he and what he's saying is, if we don't have clarity on Carrie's health, yeah. we're up the creek. And you know what? They're not going to have clarity on on Carrie's health. I mean, they're not. It's absolutely out of the question. I mean, basically, and I get where Carrie Price is coming from. He wants to try to come back. Of course, he does. He's a competitive athlete. He wants to try to give it a shot. So if if Arpin Basu's story is true, which I'm sure it is, a very good reporter. Yes. So he he was uh, offered the possibility of reconstructive knee surgery, probably yeah. would have ended his career. So he didn't do it. So it means that he's going to turn up in October, in September for training camp with a huge question mark around his knee. And guess what? It's not going to work out well because just the way it hasn't worked out well for the last five years because his health is so messed up. And so then you've got 10.5 on the salary cap. And what if, like, look, how many games did Carey play this year? Played five games, yeah. lost four of them, if memory serves. And yeah. then he's he's back out of the lineup. I mean, it's this is in all likelihood, I mean, we don't know for sure, of course, mm -hmm. but in all likelihood, it's going to be a huge question mark next season. And, you know, it's going to mess up the team. Now, you could look Let's at it. This, though. Let's not forget this, that at the end of the season last year, or close to the end of the season, he was asked pretty much about his situation, and he said that he would continue to play only that if he played at a level that was acceptable to him. Correct. And he wanted to play until, he, you know, as long as he wasn't a burden on his team. Now, right now, his contract is a burden on the team. Correct. And if he's not going to be healthy... He's not going to be able to play at a high level. So I don't know how it's going to get fixed, but I believe we're actually going to end up having some clarity on the situation sooner rather than later. You talked about $100 before that you'd be willing to bet $100 that the Canadians aren't going to sign a big-time free agent. I tell you, take your $100, go to Betway for the love of the game, sign up and deposit on Betway for a 100% deposit bonus, the easiest sportsbook for Canadians E-transfers are accepted. I don't know if you can bet on 
if the Canadians are going to sign a free agent or not, but clearly you'll be able to find the bet. All right, okay. So I read your piece in the Montreal Gazette. What the puck? And you had to give another shot to Bergevin and Timmins talking about the draft, and thank God they're not going to be there. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, this is what happened. Jeff Molson, when he fired those two guys, along with my close friend, uh, Paul Wilson, yeah. He, he, he said explicitly one of the problems was that they blew two number three draft picks. And they did, right? I mean, we have, this is a fact, I believe. I mean, it's a, yeah, we yes. can't say that Galchenyuk or Kotkaniemi worked out. And a number three pick is a pretty, pretty friggin' good uh, pick to get. Yeah. And so they blew it. And, and, and personally, I, I never understood the Timmons story. And I, I know there are various journalists out there who did cartwheels to defend this guy. The record's pretty bad. The record is pretty bad. And between Bergevin... On, on, on first-round draft picks, but there were other picks that were pretty good. Look, look, I'm not going to defend him. I hope not. But I'm going to tell you this. And it's not going to make the matter better, but an amateur scout, it's the hardest thing in the world, in the world of hockey to do is the job but, of amateur scout. The, the violin is playing. Tony. Yeah, okay. But I'm just well, saying some guys do it well, you know, and, and, and yes. Well, he did it, hold on a second. He did it well when he drafted McDonough. He did it well when he drafted Pacioretty. He did it well when he drafted P.K. Subban. He did it well when he drafted Arturi Lekanen. He did it well when he drafted Yaroslav Alak. He did it well when he drafted Mark Streit. He did it well when he drafted uh, Alexander Romanov. He did it well when he drafted Brendan Gallagher. And there's years when he didn't do it well. Now, having said that, you're right. They blew two, three picks overall. Two times they blew the third pick overall. Fire it, was, it was not they were not the best drafts in the world that's true too but in my opinion as much as they blew the two drafts they blew the player development of those players they drafted more than they actually blew their picks galchenyuk and kokinyami should have never played with the montreal Canadiens right. at the young age that they did and that's the reason, in my opinion, they weren't able to have the careers thus far that they were projected to have. Yes, they probably weren't the best picks, but they blew the player development on them. They rushed them and brought them up way too fast and just played them way too badly. Listen, we've since discovered that the team didn't have a player development uh, division. I mean, it's like it was a joke. I mean, it was a... It was it was a team that was being managed between uh, the Griffin Town. Yeah, exactly. Is this a joke? It was being run out of the bars of Griffin Town and the gyms of Griffin Town. I mean, you know, it's uh, these guys were busy pumping iron and uh, having a good time, and they didn't. You know, nothing wrong with that, right? Where where have you gone, Tony? You're going to pump you some iron right now? Yeah. That's why Mark liked you, you know, because you're you're buff like him. Exactly, exactly. But it's a joke. So I mean, they. No, I just pulled something. I think. Yeah, yeah. You, you should, you shouldn't. Like, it's funny. It's entertaining. But it's, yeah. uh, it's also I, dangerous. Yeah, I'm a pretty funny and entertaining guy. By the way, I not only have my weights, I also have my treadmill, my Matrix T75. By the way, 
bring it home the way I did. Discover a club quality workout the way I did in the comfort of your own home, the way I have it in the comfort of my own home, and visit matrixhomefitness.ca. All right, okay. So I say this. I don't have any mixed emotions. The Montreal Canadiens haven't won the Stanley Cup since 1993. They yeah. haven't had the first pick overall in the draft since 1980. They have yeah. a, a, a dual-headed monster of general manager and executive VP of hockey ops right now. They have consultants like Vincent Le Cavalier, a player development consultant like Matty Philippe Poulain. Uh, they brought some young blood to their organization. They brought different thinkers to their organization. They're doing things a different way. They have yeah. a bunch of draft picks lined up. It's a new management team. The draft is going to take place in Montreal on Thursday, July 7th and Friday, July 8th. You know, the way to become a really good team is rebuilding through the draft the way Colorado is with Nathan McKinnon and the Kale McCars and the Miko Rantanens and the Landis Cogs of this world. I don't have I don't have no mixed emotions. I think it's 100% positive, 100% optimistic, 100% excitement. So why do you have to write this mixed emotion stuff? What mixed emotions? There's got to be one guy out there telling the truth, uh, Tony. Look, the reality is you can say all yeah. that, and I'm super upbeat about Hughes and, and Gorton. Yeah. And though, I mean, look, even look, look at the hype on Martin St. Louis, right? I love yeah. the guy. You got to love the guy. He's super yeah. intelligent. How was his record as coach of the Habs? Not that great, right? Scotty and, Bowman and, wouldn't coach the Habs for a winning Martin, record last year. Martin St. Louis himself said, I haven't proven myself as a coach, and he hasn't. And so these guys haven't proven – no, but nothing no, – like, this is the Habs fans in a nutshell. They're like, oh, Gordon did this with the Rangers. He'll do with the, the Habs. We'll be in the Stanley Cup final in three or four years. Maybe, but maybe not. Mi stai facendo incitrolire. I want you to listen to me and listen to me very carefully. Well, Are you, you ready? Speak English, Tony. Okay, you're making me go nuts. You ready now? I'm going to yes. end this conversation yes. once and for all, okay, before I have a heart attack. Okay. Here's the deal, and listen to me carefully. Gary Price played five games, right. and he was at 50%. Every single player on that team last year, with the exception of five or six of them, was hurt. They started the year without Edmondson. They started the year without Byron. Shea Weber unofficially retired. Corey Perry moved on. And Eric Stahl wasn't back for a while. And there's and Phil Deneau went to another team. And they had a short summer. And they were demoralized. And pa Carey Price went yeah. into the assistance program. And right. then they traded away Kulak. And then they traded away Toffoli. And then they traded away Lekkinen. And then they traded away Sherratt. Scotty Bowman could have coached that team and he would have had a losing record. What are you doing taking a shot at Marty St. Louis' record? Emozitumo! Oh, my God. I mean, I, I, it's not enough to say I love Marty St. Louis. Like, like the fact is they had... Well, I love Marty St. Louis, and then you take a shot at his record. Emozitumo, someone, Brendan. Someone's got to throw a few rocks, you know? I mean, the reality is Dominic Ducharme, Maybe the worst coach in the entire history of. And now we're going to Dominic Ducharme. He's giving a shot to Dominic Ducharme. Well, do you, like, you like him? It was that. Listen to me carefully. Place? Roses are red. Violets are blue. Right. I go to bed. And too. 
So you think Marquez St. Louis is a great coach? I think that Al Arbor, Scotty Bowman, and the late Dick Irvin Sr., all, they, they, they all could have coached that team at the same time, and they weren't going to get better results. But what's your point? I mean, so, so your you're point? actually, but you're it actually was, agreeing with me, Tony. So, so what you're saying is they're a better team than what we saw as the results, and so they'll finish 25th next year, and it's going to be really rough. That was the point of my column. They're not going to get Bedard. Are we agreed on that? Right? They're Hold not going to finish 32nd again. Hold so on. they're going to finish 25th. They're going to have a crappy season. Have you watched Kale McCarr in the playoffs? I have uh, seen him, yeah. He's the most impressive offensive defenseman since Paul Coffey. Okay? Do we have a guy like that? Hold on a second. Colorado got him where? They got him fourth. And they got McKinnon at number one. And now so? what? You want the Canadians to draft first overall one year and then all of a sudden patch the team so they ended up missing the playoffs and finishing 10th and end up drafting with the 20th pick overall? That's but not how you get better. Like, you need to be at the bottom or near the bottom. Well, you want to tank years in a row. At least. No, but yes, hang on. Again, yes. Is that what you want to do? Yes. Well, I've got some, I've got some friggin' bad news for you. What is They're it? They're not doing that. They're not doing that. They've said that. You should actually follow their press conferences. They're not tanking for Bedard. They're going to go out and get free agents, and they're going to try to be a good team because they know Montreal fans – are the worst fans in terms yeah. of the lack of patience. And so they're not going to finish last. Well, I, I mean, that's the deal, and, and that's what they're going to do. The fans better smarten up because fans that want them to turn up. this they're thing around right away, fans that want them to turn this thing around right away, they're not very logical fans. No, all right. Not. Have you met Pittsburgh, many logical Habs fans? I Pittsburgh mean, drafted Flurry at one, Crosby at one, Stall at two, Malkin at two, they won three cups. Washington okay, drafted Ovechkin at one and Backstrom at four. Colorado drafted McKinnon at one and uh, and uh, McCarr really at think, four. No, no, but but listen, Tony, do you really think that Montreal is going to finish bottom three next year? Bottom five. I don't think so. Well, we don't I know because we don't know what they're going to do at the draft and we don't know what they're going to do in free agency. Of course we don't know and we don't know. like So they're going to... Say they draft Shane Wright, they'll probably play Shane Wright. Will he be very good? Probably not right away, right? It'll take him some time. But they'll, they've, you know, the indications are they're going to go for some free agents. All they're right. going to try to win. Okay, so we'll end it with this. Tony Marinaro wants them to finish last or second last or third last next season. All right, because I think... Fantastic. Well, if you want it, that's what's going to happen, right? I think if they do that, the next 10 years are going to be a lot better than the next 10 years if they end up okay. finishing, you know, 15th or 20th. Right. Not going to happen. Yeah. I want you to do this. Tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them they can follow it on Facebook. They can follow it on Instagram. They can follow it at, on Twitter at The Sick Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You want to know why? No, I, I would love to know why. Because this podcast, like me and you, is sick. So you're going to be with my buddy Jean-Charles. This is actually happening. On TV? Yeah. Yes. Radio? As a collaborator on TVA Sports. That's fantastic. I love yes. Jean-Charles. I'm, I'm having dinner with him tomorrow night. Is that right? Yeah. Where? I, Are you serious I, or what? I tell you, you'll show up. 
No, no, but are you serious? Eatery and Rosemont. True story. Okay, that's nice. Good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll be uh, a collaborator on his TV show. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to get get the dirt on you, man. Well, there's there's no dirt, but I mean, I mean, that's official. I mean, I think they made it official. TV fantastic. Congratulations. That's super Thank cool. Thank you. Thank Love you very much. Show. I think he's great. Yeah. You know, and uh, what about the radio show is it's not confirmed. I don't know. I can't answer that. We'll talk I to love you it when I, I I think I've asked more questions than you tonight, Tony. We'll talk soon. Cheers. All right. Hey, Thank you. There you have it. Brendan Kelly. I'm Marinaro. The sick podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google play and Apple podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you.